if it's Christmas time. Christmas. Christmas. Fittive. It's festive. I'm wearing fittive socks. Well, they were in my fittive socks pack. So, like, they're not necessarily fittive, but they're, like, in the pack. Those are festive. They look like snowballs. Like, they, I could pass them off as being um, not festive if I wanted to, but I never want to. Why make something not festive when it could be festive? Hi, my name is Heidi, and I found out that they make ugly Christmas sweater hoodies. And hi, my name is Rory. I just took both of my shoes off because I like my socks, and they're festive. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers ahead. We are talking about my first love. (laughs) My very first love. The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by Clive Staples Lewis. Oh, wow. You went for the Clive Staples. (laughs) I thought, oh, yep. That's C.S. Lewis for all you plebes. (laughs) Polybians? Yep. (laughs) members of the proletariat be warned (laughs) i'm super bougie about my lewis we are patricians of lewis (laughs) i'm sorry for all of you who don't know i'm in ap world right now so the second she said plebes i'm like patricians (laughs) the brahmin class (laughs) oh heavens well i am in sales so technically i'm at least merchant class hey here so Here's here's why I say it is my first love. It is my first love. It's the first story I fell in love with. It's also what my first dream was about. Aww. Like my mom explained to me what dreaming is Aww. because I had a dream that I rode on Aslan. Like <laughs> and that we were on an adventure and that I got to ride on Aslan. And she was like, you didn't actually do that. You had a dream about doing that. And for the rest of my life, I was like, is there really a difference? <laughs> like if you get to have the dream, it's great. It's the dream. So... Yeah, that uh, that's a thing. My very first like long arc imagine game was with two of my childhood friends, Abby and Josh. I consistently and exclusively played Edmund, and I think that uh, that shaped my personality for the rest of my life. Also, I'm an Edmund completely. Edmund the Just. Oh yeah, this is another one of those things where we have cast um, everybody that we know. Well, everybody that we. Only the people we love. In or sometimes you know we'll see one we'll see somebody who's like completely let's say an Edmund like they're such an Edmund mm-hmm. we don't have to love you but it's it's a for sure if we do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um she is Edmund the just and because I'm the oldest I'm the high king even though Edmund's not supposed to be life is complicated kids <laughs> life is complicated <laughs> Rory is uh, Peter. The, the magnificent, magnificent. <laughs> the magnificent. <laughs> yep. Wait for it. Magnificent. Um, we both have king rings. We both have king Great. rings, which is just a ring that's vaguely like the crowns they use in the film. Uh, just a, a spoiler ahead. We're going to talk about the film as well as the uh, the book, book, although it is actually, in fact, about the book this episode. Yes. The movie's really good, so yeah. don't hate. Appreciate. They they did <laughs> such good casting in that film. Oh, I'm real proud. Great. You want to know a fun fact? Mm. Uh, so there, it happens five separate times in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe that Lewis 
breaks the fourth wall and mentions that it is stupid to close a wardrobe door behind yourself. Yeah. Because one of his friend's wives read the draft and was like, you should probably mention people shouldn't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so every time Edmund closes the door behind him, it's like, and it's very stupid to lock oneself in a wardrobe. And then it's like, and the four of them get in and Peter shut the door. Not all the way, of course. It would be stupid to shut yourself (laughs) in a wardrobe. (laughs) Yep. Yep, of, course. of course, Lucy didn't shut herself yeah. up in the wardrobe. Like he, he went back uh. and like made sure it was very clear. Even if there is a Narnia behind it, <laughs> shutting the wardrobe that is a bad idea. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. So now that I should also probably mention, I have a very visible tattoo on my forearm that has the lamppost. Oh yeah, from from this book. Oh yeah, in particular. I mean, the lamppost is in all of the Narnia books, but it features heavily <laughs> in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. As I was rereading it, or this book, on like the second page, I noticed that they call out these animals that might be in the woods. And I just, just like as I was reading, I started laughing because Peter called out hawks, Lucy called out badgers, <laughs> Edmund called out foxes, and Susan called out rabbits. Yep. <laughs> and I just oh my gosh it's them they just they oh yeah oh yeah totally totally Uh. i'm if i am an animal i am a fox such a fox it's like it's a doggo but a little different (laughs) a little different looks like a doggo from far away and then you get up close and you're like oh that's not a doggo i'll pet it anyway yeah what like this book is just full of great c.s lewis quotes i mean he he's such a good prose writer and a good poet but a great prose writer like this this little paragraph that i'm just like yep 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 Uh 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 then isn't he safe said lucy safe said mr beaver don't you hear what mrs beaver tells you who said anything about safe of course he isn't safe but he's good he's the king oh that's such a good summary of aslan He's not safe. He's good. <laughs> this book is just like a hug from my childhood. Oh, uh, mine too. I also love that even though our childhoods were several years apart, that this was a a <laughs> crucial. Yep. Like this one is a hug. Harry Potter's not a hug. No, not at all. It's definitely like for me, it's um it was like one of the the big Three. I feel like every child has a big three. Oh yeah, thing. And it was definitely one of those. But it it's not a hug. But this is a. Uh, it's like a sneeze in the face. Mm-hmm. Not really. It's it's good. It's a good sneeze. It is. It really is. <laughs> it's a good sneeze. <laughs> can I can I just throw out one of another quote? It's it's a total tangent from what you said, but it's one of those things that makes this book every time I reread it as an adult, like, yep, this was worth it. Yeah. Uh, this is Mr. Beaver seeing Father Christmas, which also Father Christmas just shows up and it's great. It's so good. Um, Come out, Mrs. Beaver. Come out, sons and daughters of Adam. It's all right. It isn't her. This was bad grammar, of course, but that is how beavers talk when they are excited. I mean, in Narnia. In our world, they usually don't talk at all. 
Oh, yes, that was so good. <laughs> and it I love that they managed to sneak yeah. that line into the movie when Susan's like, "It's a, he's a beaver. He shouldn't be saying anything. anything. Yeah. Also, you're such a Peter. The beaver says it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's a friend of the fawn. He's a beaver. He shouldn't be, be saying, saying anything. anything. Yeah, okay. That's Chloe. very cl- And I'm sneaking <laughs> off to go find the bad guy. <laughs> With whom I've allied myself. (laughs) Like a fool. We just go through every scenario of literally anything that's ever happened in any of our lives as uh, what would Peter do? What would Edmund do? What would Susan do? And we'd be like, wait, we don't need to change anything. Yep. (laughs) They'd literally just do that. Yep. 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 That is. He says it's fine. (laughs) It's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like thankfully I am Edmund at the end of this book. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely was Edmund at the beginning of this book at one point. Oh, yeah. Oh, the past is the past, and thank goodness it's staying there. <laughs> past is the past, and thank goodness it's the past. Oh, this another, 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 and another. I hope no one who reads this book has been quite as miserable as Susan and Lucy were that night. But if you have been, if you've been up all night and cried till you have no more tears left in you. You will know that there comes in the end a sort of quietness. You feel as if nothing is ever going to happen again. How can it be a kid's book and make me feel so many things? I'm going to be honest. I cry every time Aslan gets stabbed. Yeah. In the book and the movie. I very much know he's coming right back. That's also my my single favorite line in any movie ever. Mm -hmm. Is um, Susan's delivery... Or, excuse me, Anna Popwell's delivery as Susan of he mm-hmm. must have known what he was doing. Like, it's just so painful. Because it's like voice cracking, yeah. crying, reassuring, but not super strong. Yeah. Just he must have known what he was doing. And I'm just like, Ugh. Again, great gassing. What was that? My heart? Oh, it's oh. broken. Oh. Oh. oh, wow. Oh, look at that. You broke it and I have no warranty. <laughs> The warranty hasn't come through yet. <laughs> Insurance doesn't start until tomorrow. Come on! <laughs> ah, fuck! <laughs> Alright, what is your favorite scene in the book? I think the stab stab. Either that or Father Christmas. The stabbing of the wolf or the stabbing of Aslan? Of Aslan. Oh yeah, that scene is... It's so painful, but it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. That's probably the best scene in the book. Yeah. I gotta admit... Um, Although the beaver. The beavers uh, are my, my favorite. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make a confession. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta admit, beaver's my favorite scene. I think, hands down, the sacrifice and resurrection of Aslan is the best scene. Yeah. No question. But the beavers. Beavers are my favorite. <laughs> beavers. Beavers. Just the whole beaver arc. Also- and the fact that it's Mr. and Mrs. Beaver. <laughs> yep, just beavers. <laughs> beavers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're the beavers. Yeah, it, it's like, Stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> keeping up with the beavers is. <laughs> also, I love that in the film they expanded the battle so much because in the mm-hmm. book it's very like, yeah, so this battle happened, which yeah. works totally well for a book because yeah. you can just spend as much time as you want imagining it. Mm-hmm. But just the battle scene in the movie is really good. I, it's so good. I gotta admit, I, I... I understand there are people who don't like Aslan in that movie. Like, who who don't... 
They don't. F- I've I've heard several people make the complaint that he doesn't seem majestic enough. What? Yeah. He's the most majestic thing. I agree. So wholeheartedly. Also, I I like much better that he's a very gentle. Yeah. Seeming. That makes him more majestic because he's a lion. Who's just super chill. Yeah. Until he's not. Since he's a lion. If he's super gentle until he's not. That makes it so majestic. If he was a lion that was just like, I don't know, a lion. That's not majestic. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, yeah, lions are majestic, but like that's not extra majestic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grace is applying the correct amount of pressure to the correct situation. And Aslan never applies adult pressure to children. Yes. Which I think is... so good with children. Like, Aslan is... Okay. Nobody fight me, (laughs) please. (laughs) Who is going to fight you that Jesus Christ is good with children? (laughs) Aslan... Aslan is... I said land. It's fine. Everyone does that. Aslan is so much better with... um, as a teacher than Dumbledore. Are you kidding? Dumbledore <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> like, cool dude. D- horrible teacher. Just risked all these kids' lives because he's like, eh, it needs to get done. Aslan's like, okay, but um, she's like 12. Also, Aslan <laughs> makes it super clear what he's asking them to do and yeah. is very like, you're going to be king and that means you're going to have to wage a battle and this is how to do it. You know who doesn't give Harry any information? Dumbledore. Yeah, no information. Like, Aslan pulls... Lip dry. He pulls Peter aside and he's like, here's the dealio about this upcoming battle that you're going to have to fight yeah. tomorrow. And I'm like, mm, tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Edmund's like, mm, seems like that stick's real important. I'm going to go get stabbed with it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Just every time I read this book, I feel like I'm getting... S- I feel like that, that Scout Finch in Atticus's lap feeling... Yeah. Except for it's uh it's 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 me and Aslan's paws. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm really happy I have a Narnia tattoo. I think that's something <laughs> that I am the most upset about in the world. Like that as a child is what I believed in. I didn't believe in unicorns, I believed in Aslan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just wanted Aslan to exist and I was so sad he didn't. Like it was so so upset every dark time in my life i have an aslan dream mm-hmm. like at some point and it it always is the turn of the turn of the tides mm-hmm. i don't mean that poetically i mean literally <laughs> like i will eventually have a dream in which aslan shows up um and you know i'm i'm christian i'm religious yeah. podcast people so it's like anytime i feel like god's really trying to get through to me <laughs> i just have a dream with aslan in it and i'm like oh got it got it Comes got it got it cool cool cool, cool 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 oh yeah totally like, and I'll just wake up and be like, everything is better. So I'm breathing. I mean, I understand it's probably not quite true, but you're going to have a really hard time convincing me uh, that I don't ever go to Narnia just based on those dreams alone. <laughs> From what I know about Narnia, you cannot convince me. That my dream in my dreams, I have not gone to Narnia. Yeah, you really ca- like you cannot convince me. Also, didn't we just have a segment about dreams are real in the absolutely remarkable thing episode? Yes. Yeah. So here's the thing, kids. Narnia. Narnia. Also, there's no hi- uh, higher compliment I'm capable of than that person seems like a Narnian. Yeah. Like oh, I, I don't 100%. have a higher compliment. 
when a world's most trash people are its leaders, and one of them is called the Magnificent, that's when you know that it's a great, great country. Yep. Narnia is the place you go to become good. Yes. And great. Both. Yes. At the same time. Also, the once a king or queen, always a king or queen rule. Like, I am Uh, just riding that all the way to the bank. Here for it. Yep. Yep. Uh, You know, Narnia is one of my favorites. And also, uh, it seems like a good time to mention, you read Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe first. You just... Okay. You just do. It goes Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, the Silver Chair, Mm -hmm. the Magician's Nephew, the Horse and His Boy, the Last Battle. Horse and His Boy and Magician's Nephew, like, you can switch them. Mm -hmm. I don't have a preference. I personally like reading Horse and His Boy after Magician's Nephew, Mm -hmm. um, but I've also read it where beginning of the world, end of the world, back to back, and I'm like, well, this worked out great, so it doesn't matter. The key is that you don't start with Magician's Nephew. Because that is so clearly a prequel. Yeah. It's a prequel. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is where you should start. Yeah. Um, And if you've ever tried to read Narnia and started with Magician's Nephew and were like, I didn't get it, that's because, unfortunately... You start with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. I would would read them in the order in which they were published, not the chronological order, because, good God, who cares? Yes. It's like trying to read the Silmarillion first, because it's chronologically (laughs) first. Just the thought of somebody reading that book first. Right? It's that laughable. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, um, so this podcast is going to slowly go through all seven Narnia books in that order. I don't know when, but we are going to get through the entire series and the entire Binti series. And I don't know when we're going to do any of those things. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't plan those things. But, uh, but yeah. Do you have anything else about the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe besides, oh, I want to go. <laughs> I want to go. Well, I do have one last thing. Mm-hmm. And it is <clears throat> recently. Heidi gave me a blanket. The blanket said the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And it was a photo of the movie cast. It was the movie poster. Yes, it was the movie poster on a blanket, and I sleep with it every night, and it is so comforting because it's like a hug from Aslan. I love it. A hug from Aslan is the best. It's so, I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. I was always so jealous. <laughs> like, of the, like, of the characters. It's just like, oh. Yeah. Like, yeah, that world's great, but, like, I really want a hug from Aslan. <laughs> Well, they say that, like, multiple times. Yeah. I think it's in Don Treader, where Aslan mm-hmm. tells Edmund and Lucy, like, you guys have aged out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we don't care about not coming back to Narnia. We care about not seeing you again. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I'm in your world. And they're like, oh, okay. I can oh, live with this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can live with this. As long as Aslan is there, it will be fine. <laughs> as long as Aslan's there, I'm game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm game. Wherever Aslan is, there I will be. And uh, yeah, we're going to have to, I'm, I'm, I can't let myself get into all the other books because we will be here all night and we have to go to rehearsal. Yes. And, you know, eat food. Okay, fine. We'll nourish ourselves. Why not nourish ourselves on the word of the Lewis? I was going to say Lord, but I changed it. <laughs> of the Clive Staples Lewis. Good job, Jack. You made me want to leave this planet. <laughs> Out of the silent planet and into the wardrobe. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
<laughs> oh, we should do that series eventually, too. Yeah. Y'all, we pick the books. So if you don't like C.S. Lewis, this is not your podcast. <laughs> no. Also, I'm not sure we would get along that well. <laughs> also, I'm not sure this is your podcast for several reasons. <laughs> <sighs> and with with that, with that, we transition oh so smoothly to a film that is just also a hug. <sighs> and and it needs to be prefaced that we did not plan on doing this film because of the death of the author, but I'm doing an intentional moment of silence in a recording for William Goldman, the author of, amongst other things, The Princess Bride. He wrote both the film and the book, and that is part of why the film is so darn good. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he he actually bought back the rights to his movie and did the script adaptation himself. He was like, I'm not... I love him. (laughs) Yeah. He did such a good job. Such a good job. Also, sometimes it freaks me out that the guy who plays the six-fingered man was very much married to Susan Sarandon, but like during the Rocky Horror Picture Show era. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure the fact that she was a wife is why her nipples are not visible in the Don't Dream It Be It scene. Yeah. Anywho, we're not (laughs) talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show. We're talking about The Princess Bride, which I can't explain it. Feels like a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think it's because the kiddo's in bed. With yeah, a blanket. it's because it's the story. <laughs> it's because he, the grandpa's reading a story. Yeah. Like, it's very firmly, oh, he's reading a story to me. It's Christmas time. It's also winter outside in the movie. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, not easy to yeah. tell, but it is winter outside. Yeah. Oh, everything about that movie is fantastic. Oh. I'm not here to argue that point. Um, Never. Because every every scene supports that thesis. Yes. I can watch Princess Bride at any time. It's on my it's on my list. Yep. Yep. That is another thing on the list. Any and every time. Mm-hmm. The music is so well choreographed to the movement. Yeah. Like the way that the music punches. Yeah. It's um it's like a musical. Like it's yeah. at that level of Yeah. You guys hit your swords together right when the music did the boom 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 in the in the fight with the six figure yeah. man and indigo. <laughs> We Boom. both like had this. Oh wow! It's such a good movie. Oh. Also, every guy in that film is my guy crush, except for Prince Humperdinck. Oh jeez! Like I was about to say, there's a little part of me that's kind of into the six fingered man. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm not super into Andre the Giant, but oh my gosh! But definitely Nigel Montoya. Definitely Wesley. Definitely what? Oh. Wesley. I don't have time to discuss how much I like Wesley. Again, this is a this is an all seven Narnia books situation. Yep. Suffice it to say, oh my god. My gosh. Also, uh Robin Wright playing the straight man. Just mm-hmm. killing the game. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. confuses me so much that she is Princess Buttercup and also Jenny from Forrest Gump. Like <laughs> within a five year span. <laughs> you don't get to play yeah. both of those roles. <laughs> No, not allowed. Also, I saw both of those movies more than once before I realized it was the same actress. Yeah. So go you, Robin Wright. Go. You're my president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the sword fight is is one of the best scenes ever made. Oh, 100%. The big, the Inigo versus Wesley. Not, yeah. Not oh, Inigo versus no, Six yeah. Figured. 
that one's good too, but like the other one is best. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, the chapter in the book I think is like the greatest sword fight of all time, and they made them yeah. re choreograph it for the film because it was too short. I um, love it. <laughs> and and the guys were like worried because they didn't have enough time, but they'd been practicing the fight for so long uh-huh. that they could add stuff in like a week. Yeah. Like they had the new stuff added and they made it twice as long. Yeah. Um oh. Also as you wish, which is Carrie Ewell's book about the making of the Princess yeah. Bride. Absolutely fantastic. It's everything you would hope for. He's a total gentleman and you should read it. Oh, yes, I want to I want to. It's not my wreck of the week. It's just side note. If you like the film yes. The Princess Bride, that book is is not a disappointment. Yes. Um, some books feel like the they're trying to ruin the movie. Right. And Carrie Ewells is like, no, 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 you don't understand. We made the princess bride. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, I don't, I don't think you get it. <laughs> we, d- we did the princess bride. <laughs> we're all so happy. <laughs> we so all, fun. we're all in it. I can't. I can't believe that that movie wasn't successful in theaters, but it's also not at all surprising. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine trying to market that movie. Yeah. My no. whole head hurts. <laughs> That's. Wow. I'm like trying to think of what a trailer for that movie would be. Yeah. Well, Just the entire sword fight. <laughs> like nothing else. No context. Well, and that's the problem. So much of the music is like romantic styles yeah. that it, it, I've seen a trailer for The Princess Bride and it does not seem like it's going to be my favorite movie. It, I've never seen a trailer for The Princess Bride. I need to. It's very it's hilarious. They're all bad. Oh, yeah. In the sense that they're fine. Yeah. But they don't convey anything. You really can't <laughs> convey that movie. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no way. Does it have any sports? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. You should just. For, the trailer should have just been the grandfather describing mm-hmm. like why the kids should read the book. Oh, it should have opened with the shot of 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 Wesley and Buttercup about to kiss. Hold it, hold it. Yeah. Where are all the sports? <laughs> Is this a kissing book? <laughs> that would be a great trailer. Also, fun fact, every time we watch a movie as a family or even a movie that like just my dad and I, uh-huh. he'll just turn and be like, "Is this a kissing movie?" <laughs> Yep. Like anytime. Hold it, hold it. Especially if it's like obviously a rom com. Yeah. Like when we watch Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> Is this a kissing movie? <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I'm just like a hug from Aslan and a kiss from Wesley. Really, what else could I want in my life? A song from the Oh Hellos. <laughs> oh dang! Rory took the transition. I wasn't expecting it. No. But that was excellent. I just. I think you're correct. <laughs> but not just any song. I think it, we want a whole album. And I think we want it to be Dear Wormwood. Oh, do we? That's what we yes, want. Yes, we do. We 100% do. We always do. Dear Wormwood is such a good album. It's so good. And it's based on, like, roughly based upon. Um, a book that we've done on this podcast, the Screw Tape Letters. Yeah, we've so. already we've wrecked. Well, you wrecked, uh, dear Wormwood. Yes. Uh, when we did Screw Tape. Yeah. And it fits Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe so well mm-hmm. because the song, uh, dear Wormwood. I feel like that song could also be uh, narrated by Edmund. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the White Witch, <laughs> like. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> 
you've taught me to call them all escapes. I know who you are now. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, yep. Because the whole the whole premise is so clever of of the witch's lie to Edmund that he'd get to be king, yeah. knowing full well that if he didn't do what she asked, he would get, get to be, to be king. king. Yeah, like, like it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that is the devil's plan to promise you a thing that you have already been promised. Oof. <laughs> and give nothing back. So, dear Wormwood, such a good album. Every song is great. The transitions are really smooth. Yeah. Yep. Also, King Peter is soldier poet king. I just love that that little crossover. That's why I feel so connected to that song. Oh, dang it! Oh of course, gosh. dear Wormwood is is the oh song I connect gosh. to. <laughs> Shit. There will come a soldier who carries a mighty sword. He will tear your city down. <laughs> Beat back the giants until they live in the north. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm looking up the track list because now, now I want to look at does Dear Wormwood fit clearly into, which was not planned, so we're oh, doing not, this off the cuff. This is, this is freestyling. <laughs> but, uh, but does this, does this fit with, um, with Narnia? In case anyone's wondering also, the Oh Hellos have a song called one, they have the album called Dear Wormwood with a song that is very clearly about the screw tape letters. But also they have a song called uh, The the Lament of Eustace Scrub. So it's not as though the they themselves <laughs> yeah. have not read the Narnias. Yeah. <laughs> we know they love it. We <laughs> already know. They're just, I'm so glad I found them. They're such me great. Me too. I'm so happy you got me into them. Like, I feel like we traded Reliant K and the Oh Hellos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just... <laughs> Not not uh, as an exchange, but as a, a mutual gifting. Yeah. Because I definitely kept Reliant K. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, you see what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like I used to like them yeah. and now you like them. It's like, yeah. you introduced me to the Oh Hellos. I introduced you to Reliant K. Yeah. Where is your rider? Oh, oh. dang. Oh. oh, where is your rider as the sacrifice of Aslan? Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. Bitter water. Uh, as the first, like, we had to leave London. We had to leave our hometown because it was being bombed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we went to Narnia. Nobody believed me, so I'm having a day. <laughs> so I'm upset. Oh, Lucy. <laughs> to say the least. Hold on, I need to figure out which song this is. I hope no one's. Again? I'm hoping no one's going to try to convince me that this isn't uh, Narnian AF because this it's is so this is Narnian. <laughs> Is this not the plot of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Hear on the wind how the pendulum swings. Feel how the winter succumbs to the spring. Over the palisade morning will break. Rise up to meet it, O sleeper, awake. Gather the soldiers the air to enfold. Crown him and give him a scepter to hold. Sound every horn as the columns extend up to the hill where the king will ascend. Yes, yes. That is is just the plot of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's Caesar, by the way. The song Caesar. Uh, Exent. I was all along. I was all alone. We were young. You were like wine. That's very, um, very all four of them. I mean, really, this whole album. This has now become like, whoops! I don't have to do "Line the Witch in the Wardrobe" playlist. Dear Wormwood did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. So I. It's also if you're not sure what music style it is, it's like American Celtic. Mm-hmm. Um, would be how I'd describe it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. folksy, but more in the Celtic tradition. Yeah. Like 
a traditional appellation mm-hmm. rather than blues inspired or banjo heavy. Mm-hmm. It's much more Celt feeling. Yeah. Uh, which I think Lewis would be stoked on. Oh, so. So. It feels so. Oh, I can't believe I've never. <laughs> 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 That's never just immediately. <laughs> yes, I've been obsessed with Narnia for 22 years. <laughs> I've had time. That's also why I have the tattoo. Well, yes. I'm sorry. I'm just still on that. I may have broken Rory, and I talked a lot this episode, partially because I had coffee and partially because I broke Rory, and so I needed to fill the time. I have broken. Heads up, if you didn't realize, I broke with that last um, statement. I think we should listen to that album. Yep, no, I was going to force... I was going to make... I like the Im- implication <laughs> that I also would not. We're so connected. I just grabbed the ox cord. <laughs> just, <laughs> Bold of you to grab the ox cord instead of the iPhone one, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you haven't seen The Princess Bride, you should watch it, and it's impossible to summarize the plot. If you haven't read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, you have time. It's like... You have time. It's not long. No, it takes like an hour and a half for me to read. I read pretty fast, yeah. but like pretty much anyone could read it in a day. It's great. Yeah. And Dear Wormwood by the Oh Hellos is just, what if everything was perfect? That's yeah. the pitch. I love that. Mm. Do you have a, um, a wreck of the week? I do. Oh, I, I'm shocked. <laughs> I didn't know you would have one. I'm offended and also complimented. <laughs> I like the implication I'm not prepared for this podcast that I produce. <sighs> okay, my wreck of the week, uh, since we talked about Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, gotta, I gotta do it. You know, you know what it's gotta be. Uh, Planet Narnia by yeah. Dr. Michael Ward. Oh, definitely. So uh, as part of the aforementioned Narnia tattoo, I also have the seven <laughs> classical planets. And Michael Ward wrote a whole scholarly book on uh, on how the seven primary planets and, and their associated gods kind of, quote, rule over each of the Narnia books. Mm-hmm. And the god of Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is Jupiter, mm-hmm. the king of the gods. And, and that's yet another reason you read Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe first. Um, king of the gods. Yeah. He also condensed that book down into the Narnia Code, uh, which I have not read because I've read the hard, yeah. long version. But if you're just interested in Narnia... Um, and not super interested in Lewis, read the Narnia Code. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of like more of his work, I recommend Planet Narnia. I recommend it very highly uh, because I have a tattoo of it. So I'm a walking yeah. advertisement for a very specific scholar. Hey. Rory, do you have a wreck of the week? Uh, yes. It's not at all um, serious, but it is um, not even the show. It is an album based from the show, the show being Scrubs. Ooh, yeah. Um, the album being Riding the Wave by The Blanks, which <laughs> is an acapella band in Scrubs. <laughs> and Scrubs is a um, yeah. medical oh, comedy show. So the acapella band is like the lawyer, the like really timid, weird lawyer. <laughs> Love them, Ted. Like the um, uh, postman and... Uh, 
like two other dudes, I think. I don't remember who is in it. You never really know them except for the main dude, which is the weird lawyer guy. Yeah. But it's just, it's hilarious. And like some of the songs are actually really good. <laughs> like it's kind of funny how actually good they are. <laughs> don't they do like Don't Fear the Reaper in the children's wing at one point? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's great. I'm happy that yeah. that exists. It's, it's, I'm, again, thank you to Chloe. <laughs> I'm glad I know it exists. Thanks. Thanks, Chloe. We're going to have to bring her on. We need to get a splitter. Yeah. Uh, roll credits. Our theme song is Downtown Love by Reese from his EP, It's Okay to Be Sad. Thank you, Reese. We love having theme music to use. This podcast is produced and edited by me, uh, both Rory and I do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to all the things. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes. And if you're really enjoying the show, support it by becoming a patr- uh, patron on Patreon. Patreon.com slash H-I-D-T-U-R-N-E-R. I spelled it this time because we have time in the credit music. Hey. Next episode, we're going to do something. And uh, it's going to be a book and a movie and music. So stay tuned for the next time. We might be skipping... You will see. You will see. In your uh, iTunes notifications, because you should be subscribed. Okay, bye. We love you so much. We're off to rehearsal. Bye. Don't get hung.